0: Welcome to episode 79 of the Brown and Black Podcast. My name is Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sargent. And every week we take a look at race and pop culture through a brown and black let I just feel like the world existed in the last episode, and now, like, the world is completely different in this episode. It's like, what happened since our last episode? I feel like the country shifted on its axis is discombobulated. And I I mean, this Roe versus Wade thing, and for those of you that have been sleeping under a rock, the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, therefore making it almost half of the country. Half of the country's women are unable to get an abortion. And the question is, because we study race and pop culture, how is this connected to Hollywood and the Hollywood machine? And it's very funny to me that a lot of, you know, Hollywood celebrities, brown and black, uh, have gone out to social media, (laughs) have gone out, the academics have gone out to TV to really rant about what's going on because they have a completely different interpretation of what Alito had at the Supreme Court Justice. It's just very, very interesting to see. I've been overwhelmed, Mike. I can't look at a piece of news without it being about Roe versus Wade.
1: Roe versus Wade is clearly the deepest and most obvious thing that has happened with the court, but there are a series of other things that we're going to talk about here on the show that have happened because for me, Okay, and you always hear me say, as a science fiction writer, where does this all lead to? And what is the what are the larger implications? Because I want to get into the nitty-gritty of this with you. As you said, everybody has had something to say in the moment, but I wonder and am concerned about the future.
0: From what I've been hearing is that, hey, you guys are worrying about the abortion issue? We're... Concerned and really worried what this abortion issue means for the future of this country because it's not going to stop there. And it's interestingly enough, right before I listen to your opinion, let's listen to some of the opinions of some of the Hollywood people and the academics of what they have had to say about this abortion. I picked up my phone and John Legazama went on a rant, brother. It's one of those rants where you could tell he was ready to go to talk about this abortion issue and what he feels it truly means to him.
1: And it's very different from what the
2: academics are saying. Fuck the Supreme Court. Fuck the Supreme Court. Fuck the two thirds of the Supreme Court. Okay, that's right, y'all. They fucking did it. One small step for the court and one giant motherfucking leap for misogynists and rapists. Everywhere. That's right. One thing is clear, though. It's not about the fucking babies. Uh-uh. The anti-choice crowd is not It's not clamoring for more money to be spent on actually taking care of infants or mothers. Nah uh This is all about the subjugation of women. Forced birth. Ensuring that women are kept down, that they won't rise to the top, because now they won't have an option in their life. They won't have this option, because maintaining the patri-fucking-archy is their plan. I, I don't know if, you're, if you heard the comments of Illinois Representative Mary Miller. She said this was a historic white victory for white life. White life, and Nate said it was a slip, but clearly it was just a Freudian slip.
0: On behalf of all the MAGA patriots in America, I want to thank you for the historic victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday.
2: Right? Because she accidentally said exactly what was on her mind. Remember, this is the same human-shaped pool of vomit who last year said in a speech, Hitler was right on one thing. He said, whoever has the youth has the future. If you want to say the children are the future, why would you quote motherfucking Hitler instead of Whitney Houston? Hmm? Yeah, because Whitney Houston was black, but you're a white supremacist piece of shit who loves Hitler. Even her fellow Republicans were horrified. Can you imagine Republicans being be horrified by anything? And not because they disagree, but because you're not supposed to say that out loud. Mary Miller, anyone who thinks it's a good idea to say the words Hitler was right is a in a public speech is unfit to hold office in this or any other country. Because it does just the opposite you morons because more Latin and black women are affected by this, by a Supreme Court. So we Latin and black peoples will be your majority. Thank you, right wing. <laughs> Do you believe that Mike?
0: Yeah,
1: I think he's absolutely correct. Clearly it was a Freudian slip because that is what it's about. and there And there are larger, like I said, much larger implications, but he said something very specific there that has, and again, we're in an interesting time. Social media has mean means that we get to hear everybody's thoughts on this issue, you know, across the board, across the board, which is it's never been like this. You'd really have to look far and wide. Now we really can get digestible chunks of what people have to say, what people think, what the implications are, memes. And I saw one that said now rapists can choose the mother of their children. And I was like, "Whoa." You know, I didn't think of that. I saw another meme that said, uh, you know, again, it was somebody uh, recounting a conversation that they had with their mother and they said, yes, Uh, do you think women will die from this? Yes. And so, and some will be killed by the men who don't want those babies to be born.
0: Well, right. So, so let's listen to a couple of more sound bites before we really sort sort of, summarize or synthesize, you know, our opinion of how this is connected to this Hollywood machine, how it can affect all of us in a different way. But now here's Philip Atiba Goff. He's an American psychologist who has been studying race and policing in the United States for quite some time. Uh, He's from Harvard and Stanford University. This guy is really smart. And he was on NBC News now with uh, Tiffany Cross. And here's what he talked about the Miranda rights, which is another thing that doesn't even have to do with the abortion. But there's a connection going on between all of these laws that are happening and coming out right in time for the midterms. Mike, here's what he said, in part, because we don't know that history, we no longer have the right to be told about our rights. And that's happening at exactly the
2: same time that folks are passing both laws that protect law enforcement against prosecution and laws that prevent us from learning our history. This stuff is coordinated, and I need folks to know
3: that.
0: The coordination part, Mike, was the one that almost reminded me when I saw the first plane hit the World Trade Center and they said, well, that must be an accident. But when the second one hit, that's when you said, holy shit, we're about to become fireworks. And that's when I feel like everybody panicked and it looks like Philip Goff panicked and is kind of doing what, you know, these movies, uh, what's that Adam McKay movie, the last one about the meteor that was going to hit earth. What was don't it? Don't look up. Don't, look, don't up. look up. This is like a scene out of don't look up with Leonardo DiCaprio, who's like on MSNBC or some show. And he's like, Hey guys, there's a national crisis, uh, an existential, we're all going to die. And they're just laughing at it. They're just going, yeah, 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 whatever. That's what I feel like is going on here, Mike.
1: Dude, that's not what you feel like. That is exactly what is going on here. This is why I love science fiction, why I love comedy, because they can both say the absolute truth and you laugh at it. Or you go, huh, interesting, purple aliens hate green aliens, and they'll do that and know what they're saying, and you're able to digest it. To me, it is. For me, we are living in a science fiction film in real time. Yeah. we in a, we, America is clearly becoming a fascist state. And, and I'm gonna throw my concept out at you after we listen to some more of these sound bites, because there are a few here that I think are essential.
0: Absolutely. So this connection, this coordination, this whole coordination, implies that there's a bigger group of people that are in control of the system and no one has talked about the system better than George Carlin and um before his death he did he had done like one last stand-up I think it was for HBO and it's it's a very famous now you know uh sketch where he talked. Quoted. <laughs> Often. Oft
1: quoted. <laughs> oft
0: quoted. Where he talks about how the game has always been rigged. See, so everything that George Carlin is talking about here, dude, this is stuff that no one, no kid in high school, in junior high will learn about. That the patriarchy system is in place for a reason. This is a patriarchy flex in motion, Mike. Why do you think all, I mean, what John was saying, what Philip is saying, what Carlin is saying, why do you think that all these people are saying Things that are very, very damn similar and interconnected.
1: It's obvious. And and here's the thing, and, and this is something we've touched upon too. You know, We, we didn't really talk about the George Carlin uh, documentary, which was terrific. But the George Carlin documentary, one of the things you see is that over time, besides changing who he was, the more he knew, the more he was an intelligent man, he was a well-read man, well-traveled man, the more he knew, the longer he lived, the more he could see things clearly, and the less he became a comedian... Then he became a cultural critic. And as an intelligent person who watches our culture, our society, after a while, it's just painfully obvious. So much so that they they talk about how the more you know that that depression comes sometimes, often comes with knowledge. Like the more you know about how things are, the, the more depressed you become. And it's part of why we love distractions. We talk about movies. And we'll get to what this... Society that we're creating now will do for Hollywood after this. But just as a precursor, you have to think about that. You know, somebody like Carlin, what he was saying, and here's the important part of what you just said no, teenagers, junior highs, they won't be learning about real history there's a also coordinated effort to why they're erasing history at the same time
0: yeah which is what philip adipa goff was talking about like that coordinated attack between hey by the way we're taking away your ability to prosecute and sue the cops making them essentially invincible and 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 allowed to do whatever the hell they want and then let's tie that also with the fact that you won't know what miranda writes because we're never going to teach you that so you don't know
1: baby if you're going to be a fascist government you have to have an arm that is a militia and clearly that's what they're gearing the police to be. I yeah, cannot The slave patrol again, baby. It, it, I wouldn't say again, I would just say amped up cuz it's never really stopped. So yes, now there was a couple more you wanted to play.
0: After hearing what Carlin said, you know, it leads me back to the to the real reason that everybody's so ticked off here is because Alito for some reason, decided to relook at what the previous Supreme Court of Justices had decided in Roe v.ersus Wade, and he was looking at everything from the framework. Well, if it's not in the Constitution and the word abortion isn't in there, then it's unconstitutional. <laughs> As he sips his fucking margarita. So all the academics have come out and going, bro. Well, Did we all not read the same, like, do we all, anybody who's gotten into the political science field, they're all up in arms about the way he interpreted that. Here's Ellie Mistel. He is a justice correspondent at The Nation. He's also an attorney, a writer and commentator, and he was on C-SPAN. And he kind of broke down the constitution and the way it applies to abortion and everything else in a way that was so heated and so passionate, I think he left everybody stumped. And not only that, it went viral. So what you're gonna to listen to is Ellie Mistel essentially breaking down the many ways that the Constitution actually protects abortion. Do you believe the Constitution protects the right to an abortion? And if so, where in the Constitution does that fall?
3: The Constitution protects the right to abortion under the First Amendment uh, against the Establishment of Religion Clause, since the idea that, conscious, that, that life begins at fertilization is a religious idea, not a scientific one, so it protects it under the First Amendment. I believe that the Constitution also protects the right to abortion under the Eighth Amendment, which bans cruel and unusual punishment, right? So... I would say forcing a woman to give birth against her will is cruel and unusual punishment. The Constitution protects abortion under the Ninth Amendment, which clearly states that we have unenumerated rights. Rights that the constitutional founders did not write down still might exist. I believe you can find the protection of abortion there. I believe that abortion is protected under the Thirteenth Amendment, which says very clearly that involuntary servitude is unconstitutional in these United States. Again, Forcing a woman to give birth for free against her will would be involuntary servitude. I believe abortion is protected under the 14th Amendment, which says that equal protection of laws shall happen in the United States. And finally, I do believe that the abortion was protected under the 14th Amendment's substantive due process logic, which is what everybody believed for 50 years until Sam Alito said no on Friday.
1: Jack, I have to ask you a question here. When you said you wanted to talk about what was going on because we had something different planned, obviously, before the world was what it is today. And I was like, dude, I'm all on top of it. And you, I know, were planning to go away. You were, you were going to be going on vacation, but things changed. So you things changed in a significant ways. You didn't go, leave the country, and the country changed. It's like you're trapped in a fascist country. So I'm curious now. When I know I inundated you with a bunch of stuff, what started for you to form? What, what, what was the picture of this country that started to form for you that either underscored what you already felt or that was changing for you?
0: The confirmation that the Republican Party, its whole mission is to preserve white America. That they're changing white, white lives, white lives. Exactly. It's white lives matter, man. And they're doing something with such a determination, commitment, and devotion. It's like a military strategy, brother. Let me tell you something. I am a Democrat and I am embarrassed to be a Democrat right now. I don't know what we stand for, bro. We have two factions within the Democratic Party. One that is essentially led by AOC. She doesn't want to be a centrist. Then you got Biden that is too much of a centrist and probably one of the guys that also supported, you know, the abortion bans back when he was a senator back in like the 70s.
1: Uh, Not probably, dude. I think I sent you that clip.
0: Should we play it? let's play it tell me about abortion where where do you stand and how will you face that issue as um uh it's going to be very difficult i i do not view
1: abortion as a uh um as a choice and a right i think it's always a tragedy
0: this is like official these guys are doing a coordinated military attack almost on trying to reverse democracy dude i was just watching julius caesar like the documentary And much of the Roman Empire, he was a general and he was ousted. He was exiled. And the only way to come back to Rome as a consul, which was at the time the preeminent position, it was basically the the, the king or the president of Rome. And he wanted that. So he knew he needed to go build an army, conquer a bunch of countries, and then come back as the most popular and powerful man that they had to give him the consul. You know what he did after he got the consul? He's like, I'm going to help everybody. All of a sudden, he's like, How do I become king, not consul? How do I become a monarch in a dynasty? How do I do that? So, what we're looking at here is that democracy just doesn't seem to work for the Republicans. They want some sort of authoritarian, fascist country that allows them to control the way America is perceived, not only by them domestically, but internationally. They want to be known as a white. Country that allows immigration per their needs. Not that the mission statement of the United States of America is come all ye immigrants into my country. That's not what they want to do. They want to revamp this somehow to 1776 and preserve whiteness in America. I also think that 2045, the census has said that whites will no longer be the majority. Brownification of America will happen. Supposedly, there's a theory about why the real reason behind these abortion bans, these draconian abortion bans, there's a theory going around that it's really about making white women have their babies. I've read that, yes. Abortion for so many women is a luxury. And most of the women that have that luxury to have an abortion are white women. 60 to 68% of the abortions that happen in this country every year are from white women. So if you're trying to preserve whiteness in America and the majority of whiteness in America, Mike, what do you think? What is the metric for that? Population numbers. So how do we get our own white women to keep their kids and not go, oh, I didn't get a, I didn't get a girl. I wanted a boy. So let's abort this one. Cause some women do it. And so the idea is how do we stop that Liberty, that freedom to abort and have them keep it that way our population grows. And by the year 2045, we're going to be hand in hand with the Browns and the Blacks. And that's one of the reasons that I heard, Mike. I'm not sure if you believe that to be true or not, but damn it, man, that sounds like the Republicans.
1: Dude, not only does that sound like the Republicans, but it's still part, just just a, a, a leg in this multi-tentacled plan. Because it is, in my opinion, very well coordinated. I feel that they have outmaneuvered, outthought, outstrategized the Democrats at every turn. I mean, let me just ask you a question. Okay, they leaked Roe versus Wade, right? Like almost two months ago, right? That was a Democrat. Okay, you know I, I I, a hold Democrat. on, hold on. Somebody did that. Clearly, somebody who was a Democrat, right? Wasn't the whole point so that when they overturned it? they'd have a plan in place. Yes! How is he on there? Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. They made a bad decision. What the hell? No, no, this is bad. Bad, bad, bad. I mean, come on. Okay, you've had weeks. There's they put together committees and 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 this and that for all kinds of stuff. Something this big for 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 the for us to have a democratic president uh, be uh, uh, you know the, have the advantage in the Senate and this still happens. And there were all kinds of things that are kind of done to we're stop. We're
0: complicit. The Democrats, the white Democrats, are complicit in this. They also want to preserve white America because Democrats used to be the Republicans. The Ku Klux Klan is born out of the democrats
1: Dude, I, listen i see sexism and racism as very close cousins okay so so to me i think that a lot of things like this can happen because of what you said patriarchy because at the end of the day uh, uh and it's the same kind of thing a man can look at what's happening to women go oh that's terrible this is a terrible thing yes yeah, so i'll have another whiskey Okay, because you know what, it, it only doesn't really affect them so much. Okay. And you know, it's the same thing in class money, healthcare, what if you've got it, it, it you, you could feel bad. But it doesn't really affect you. And I think the same thing with race. I think that white people in general, you know, uh, and I'm not saying obviously we have allies, but I'm just saying in general, you could be, oh, it's really, it's really terrible, but you still have harbor all your prejudices and beliefs. And then, eh, well, it isn't me. I'm not really, I'm not going to be profiled. So, uh, you know, so I think the same thing happens with race, with women. And then at the end of the day, who benefits from racism and sexism?
0: Men. the White
1: men, specifically. Yeah. Okay, not that, now again, black men, brown men, they definitely are complicit in patriarchy, clearly, but for the same reasons that men always are when it comes to women, and for the same reasons that white people often are when it comes to people of color.
0: That's right. Now, my opinion, man, that this whole abortion topic, this whole abortion issue is really, to me, about freedom. Because, look, man. White men fight so, so hard for the freedom to carry a gun. But when their wives are removed from the freedom to own their own body, they're okay with it. If you're an NRA guy and your wife is forced to have a baby and you're fucking okay with it, but you're the one that bitches about your freedom and not hers, What kind of fucked up relationship is that,
1: Mike? How are these laws in terms of letting the police violate your rights and letting women have no rights, uh, everything we know that's happened with brown and black people, uh, how is that different than, like, an extreme Muslim country or, or, or what we, the Taliban.
0: Correct.
1: How is it any different? Women don't have the right to their bodies. They don't have the right to learn, to learn. They don't have the right to go to school. I mean, the other thing is, and this is, this is something that someone brought up too, is that it also means then how many women then will be forced to make a choice that will never allow them to have the life they'd like to have.
0: Dude, this is why child uh, poverty exists so much, because not only does it affect the wife or the mother, I'm sorry. It affects the child. It affects the family members around them, and everything that they're in. Everyone anyone that they're involved with also is affected. How come?
1: Even if you could argue, oh well, once the Supreme Court made, there's nothing we could do. Okay, it's too late to pack the Supreme Court. It's too late to maybe end the filibuster, which it wasn't. It's too late, maybe, for certain things. But how come not one? Democrat introduced a bill for for afterbirth care or for how come we're not flooded with all of that right now and force the Republicans to walk the walk. They're saying they're pro-life. Okay, let's have all kinds of bills that deal with this life that you're saying has to come into existence. How come we're not flooded? We had weeks to
0: plan that. And that is where we Are accountable for being negligent to the Democratic people, to the majority, Mike, which is 81 million people, if not more, who voted for Biden. And he's letting us down like this because it lets me know that all of you guys, all of you white politicians, you're all in on it. You're all against brown and black people. You don't. It's what George Carlin said. He don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. Was that
1: your uh, George Carlin impression? That was pretty good. Was yeah, pretty the, the,
0: the 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 in the quote, right towards the end, he goes, "They don't give a fuck about. They don't give a fuck about." actions you know do you would you like to see from your fellow lawmakers because the court's response to that might be alito specifically says we return this to the, re- the elected representatives of the people mm-hmm. um that where they he believes that that's where le- legitimacy at least the 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 issues of, of rove of, uh, of abortion should be returned to the people what action would you like to see the congress take
3: Well, I think uh, history really informs a lot um, and it gives us lessons here because this is not the first time that this has happened. In the 1800s, the Supreme Court was taken over uh, by the Confederate South and was starting to rule in ways that limited Abraham Lincoln, for example. In, In the Dred Scott ruling, they ruled that black Americans are not and can never be full citizens of the United States. And what did Abraham Lincoln do? He signed the Emancipation Proclamation. He ignored the gross overreach and abuse of power.
1: That was Stephen Colbert interviewing AOC on his late night show. And she was addressing what you just said, Jack, which is, you know, the government, they don't give a fuck about you. And and the Democrats, how embarrassed we are. So there's our most progressive Democrat there on TV. And what is she really saying? What she's
0: really saying is that... Biden should just say, screw all of you. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And that's how we're going to solve it. And I'm like, that's not happening. That is not happening because he's complicit in it. He wants this to happen. He doesn't not want this to happen. This helps his White family dynasty, the Biden dynasty, the one that he wants them to live like the Kennedys for, I don't know, 100, 200 years and become the new Julius Caesar dynasty. Who the hell knows? But when you have a president that has that advantage of time to prepare for this moment, and all you have is just some words of, of comfort to your country and to all the women, including your daughters, the hell's wrong with
1: you? It's a setup for my concept for a Netflix series. You ready? We have such weakness in the Democratic Party the Republicans completely have outthought them. the the country moves to being more and more of a fascist state. They get to the point where we're doing book burnings We get to the point where where people who are progressive or their lives are being threatened the police are in cohesion with and they're, they're infiltrated with the Ku Klux Klan. We never looked into that so the Klan is ready to make all the moves that everything they've been planning. America becomes such a fascist country after the Republicans win in two years that millions of Americans want to leave the country and Americans become <laughs> the immigrants of the planet and no country wants them.
3: No, no.
0: Dude I can see this on FX
3: <laughs> Exactly. This is totally on FX.
1: American irony where Americans Are the immigrants of the world?
0: This is a TV series that I need to see now we need to see it right now. We need to see
1: Americans, like the typical American family. We follow a a, a bunch of them, and it just they they can't get into these countries. They're they're being they're being (laughs) held. They're they they try to get in illegally. These Americans are trying to travel through the Swiss Alps. But
0: but mommy, and you have the little boy yanking on the mommy's you know like skirt and going, mommy, mommy. But what about the guns? All the guns we brought with this Aren't we? But that's part of that's part of the plot. Everybody's
1: got guns. Everybody's got guns because. Because one of the things going on in the background, okay, part of my my concept is that women decide, okay, we don't have rights, we're going to arm ourselves. Oh, shit. So women women are shooting assholes left and right. (laughs) Patriarchy assholes. (laughs) Wow. America. American irony. America devolves into a fascist state on American Irony.
0: So there it is. (laughs) (laughs) On the next episode. On the next
1: episode of American
3: Irony.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bro, man, you know, this is very funny to me because, you know, what we do here is we talk about race and pop culture, man. And I really want to know what white Hollywood gatekeepers are currently thinking about this whole thing. Like, I understand that a lot of media entertainment right now is like, all right, guys. We can't seem, because we're measured by the stock value of our company, we got to maintain a centrist point of view. We can't let everybody know how racist we are, right? So we got to kind of keep like a centrist progressive view for consumers. Why don't we put all that stuff out? But Mike, I just think that deep down inside the reality behind, you know, closed doors, these guys are also strategizing to see what they do. I don't think Hollywood is as liberal as a lot of people make it out to seem, because if that were the case, then Bob Chapik, when he was like, his first response was almost in support of like Florida and Ron DeSantis. That's what had all these fucking employees, including Carlos Lopez Estrada walk out, walk out on, 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 on pride day. So, how do you think that this abortion issue, the Miranda's issue, the gun issue, the 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 mass terrorism issue, how much of this you think ha- is going to change the content of what we're going to be watching in the next several years?
1: I'm going to answer that question for you, but I'm I'm going to have to frame it uh, looking at the history of film and what film is and what film has always been. You mentioned earlier the birth of a nation. If you look at films from the 30s, 40s, 50s, okay, the roles for Asians, Blacks, Latinos, let's say, were were not exemplary, okay? They're, they're, They're comical at best. There was a burgeoning Black film industry during that time, unless you're a Black film historian, you wouldn't even know, but it got shut down. We won't even get into all of the economics of it, but let's just say economics had a lot to do with it. Now, what was on screen? America was no longer, quote unquote, taming the rest, no, no more uh, committing genocide against the Indians. They were just robbing them of their lands that they had left. And, and I don't know if you know anything about places like Osage. If you look up the history of Osage, just anybody who's listening to this, look up the history of Osage and Osage County and what happened to those Native Americans. Meanwhile, what's on screen? Cowboys and Indians. Our history of the West, for most people, for generations, is some variation on John Wayne fighting them savages. What is our knowledge of Africa? Other than documentary starving people, this, that, wars, most people have no concept. Most people look to movies, entertainment, TV, to tell us about life and history.
0: And when the history is written by white producers, white studio heads, what kind of history do you think that you're going to be absorbing?
1: Why is nostalgia so big? Why do they keep remaking, retelling the past in a certain way? Because it sets us up for the future. So what do I think is going to happen with movies? I think that they will keep being more and more fantasy of, of when they are reality. It'll be much more of a fantasy of reality. And when they do address things, Hollywood will pat itself on the back for, for showing just how fascist and fucked up the country is.
0: Well, let me tell you what I think is going to happen, and no one's going to want to hear this. You see all this Black renaissance that's happening on screen? Say goodbye to that. Latinos who are now just starting to perforate through this steel gate in Hollywood, we're not even gonna, we're not even gonna, like whatever campaign we had, whatever push we had forward, it's going to be stalled so badly that we're gonna even regret even wanting to get into white Hollywood. I think, much like Top Gun, as proof of it, almost, a, I think it already reached a billion dollars across the world, 500 million. It
1: crossed a billion uh, across, across the Crossed
0: a billion, 500 million domestically. Those are the types of movies we're going to continue on watching.
1: Generic fantasies.
0: Generic fantasies of white America. And that's it for this episode of brown and black if you would like to support this podcast please subscribe and leave a review your help will allow us to be heard by many more people this episode was edited by joshua toronto you can follow our comments and opinions on at brown black podcast on twitter instagram facebook and youtube we'll see you on the next episode of brown and black